Brothers and sisters. Come on, come on, come on. Brothers and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? You are now tapped into the Full Disclosure Show. I am Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got my man, Baba Rich Green, Dick Dashley, my brother. And the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa. Lisa, how you living? How you living? Hey, man, we back again. It is the end of Virgil season. We're going into the Libra season. Yeah. These Libra's about to take over. So happy early birthday, Illyria, because her birthday coming up. I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. And besides, she killed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. Let me send a shout out. Real quick to my man, Ra'al Quadir. I hope I said that right. You take see the Brothers Hotel, the Truth Radio. You know what I mean? Tap in. They got a real great, great show doing it. You know what I mean? Real deep brothers. You know what I mean? And uh, so, you know, we want to plug them because they sent us the plug last night. I seen the shout out. Good looking out, man. Appreciate it. So y'all check them out. That's what's up. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, good, good. How you feeling, Lisa? Man, I feel great. I had a great week. Uh, got some got some things accomplished in some projects I've been working on. So things is moving along greatly over here. No, Shout like. out to Jackie Promoters, man. You know what I mean? Tuesday. Tickle me Tuesdays. You know what I'm saying? Black entrepreneurial females getting it done. We'll be up on the stage. Y'all want to come out, check us out. You know what I mean? It's all love all day. Yeah, man, them, them, that's black girl magic right there, ain't it? With mm-hmm. the promoters. Yes, indeed, man. We show love, show love. So uh, without further ado, please like, share, you know what I mean? Give your comments, your concerns. You know, tap in with us. And uh, we, you know we love to hear from the people. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off, man, about this whole Cuties movie. You know what I'm saying? It's... A lot, a lot of you may may have seen, even if you haven't seen the movie, there's a whole lot of uh, controversy, you know, about this movie. What's up, Tanya? What's up, Veronica? What's up with y'all? And um, so, you know, we checked it out. And, uh, you know, people are boycotting, you know, boycotting Netflix. Just a backdrop, like, the, uh, the controversy kind of started with the post when I seen the picture of it. And you see these girls, you know, like, for this show. It's like some kind of show. It's not really sure. I really, and I, I was seeing all kinds of stuff about it, but to tell you the truth, I wasn't paying no attention. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I seen people saying this, that. What really made me even want to watch the movie is when I seen who the director was. And let me see, there's a woman, let me see if I get her name. Maimonoa Decore. She's a sister. She's a French woman. She's a, she's a French director. And, you know, and I said this wasn't no big, Hollywood, you know, I like I said, I wasn't really sure what it was. So I saw it was a French movie. It wasn't a big Hollywood-type production. So I said, well, you know what? Maybe people are, you know what I'm saying? It is, maybe it's not what people are saying it is. So, so I watched the movie. And before we go into, you know what I'm saying, what, what the movie, what was going on in the movie, and I could, I could definitely tell. I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable. You know, watch, there are some scenes, and like me and you talked about, Rich, it was more about the cinematography than the story. You know, the camera was, you know, the girls are dashing, the cameraman is all, and they crouch and all, and like like they do the girls in the videos. 
You know what I mean? And I think, like I, I think in our message that was intentional, right? Real quick, I'm actually going to read uh, the director a little bit as she uh, responded to the backlash. And it says right here, in response to the enormous backlash surging on social media and beyond, director Maimona DeCore defended her film Cuties as a feminist work that aims to sound the alarm about the current sexualization of children. Speaking on a panel of French filmmakers at Toronto Film Festival, yada, 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 she did not make a film intended for pedophiles, but instead wanted to raise awareness about societal problems. And I'm just going to read this real quote from her. It's because I saw so many things and so many issues around me lived by young girls that I decided to make this film and sound an alarm and say we need to protect our children. That's what she told the Hollywood Reporter. It's bold, it's feminist, but it's so important and necessary to create debate and try to find solutions for me as an artist, for politicians and parents. It's a real issue, she added. DeCorey also held her film for being a piece of representation for people of color to see themselves. So real quick, the girl comes from, is a, is a, 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 a synagogue girl in the movie that she, she moves from Senegal to France, France. And her, she is a Muslim family, so they're real suppressive about sex. You know how re religious families can be. And then she meets these girls and she has a culture shock. She see them, they're dancing, they're doing this. They're, they're real asshole girls too, by the way. You know what I mean? Real mean, yeah, real mean, mean girls. girls. Yeah. Mean girls. And, and she went through, and they were very mean to her. But she still wanted to be around these girls. She was searching for her identity. And she, they were dancing. And, and so there are scenes in the movie where she's watching, you know, the, the stripper, the girls twerking and the asses all out. And this is where she's getting her influence from. And so to... Long story short, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, it's like what, what she was saying is, you know, I get people want to boy, you know, in this environment of where you got Pizza Gate <coughs> and Jeffrey Epstein, and you have you have sex, you know, you have sex trafficking, and this is a real thing, mm -hmm. and you have all these pedophilia rings getting exposed in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I understand how a movie like this coming out at this time, where people assuming like, look, if you're a pedophile. Everywhere you go is a smorgasbord. Like, it don't matter what the kids are dressed like. If you're a pedophile, you're going to find, you know what I mean? It don't matter if they were boys with or girls with all, you know, covered up. This is what you want. This is not going to create no pedophile. So I get the, you know, the, the outrage, the sort. Like, the thing is, if you want to cancel your subscription at Netflix, I get it. If you want to say, oh, this is this, I get it. You know what I mean? You want to boycott the movie or not watch the movie, I get it. But the thing, the, the thing is, the problem is still is this. This is, this is a real issue when she just talk about the sexualization of our <coughs> children. You know what I mean? So like, and that's kind of like, kind of like what I want to really focus on because like last week we talked about sexual assault. We talked about these things. We talk about how in a lot of times our families protect predators. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is part of the sexualization of our children. You know, and I want to not just say our girls because our boys are too. Mm -hmm. You know, I was sexualized, sexualized at an early age. You know what I mean? Like, 
My parents didn't have to, my mom didn't have to talk with me. She probably, there's a lot of parents that's uncomfortable. Why are we so uncomfortable to talk to our children about sex? And then when they get information, when, when, when shit like this come out, everybody want to be up at arms. You know what I mean? When she mentioned a parent, I think that's key. Like the parent, you should, we shouldn't, it shouldn't be this taboo subject about sex with our kids. We yeah. have to talk to our kids real, yeah. not bullshit. You know what I mean? Real in order to come back. Really what the problem is, because if you see, if you saw the movie, the mom was, you know, she had, you know, we parents, we got problems and shit. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like she was, she had her own things going on. And so her daughter was old enough. She was trusted her daughter. Her daughter was was out there exploring. And this is what she ran into. Well, this is what a lot of, this is a real story. Like the story is real. I get, you know what I mean? The, The whole uncomfortableness of it. You know, it kind of reminds me of Precious in a way, not in the movie style. But when Precious came out, you know, it was talk about how uh, they made a black man appear in the movie. You know, it was mm-hmm. a lot of men, like how foul all the men in the movie basically were. Mm-hmm. And like, well, that's what a lot of women's experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of women go through her whole life and don't meet one man they actually care about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's and it was a, it was a very uncomfortable subject matter, undertones and everything. But it was a real story. So like so that's where I'm coming from, you know, as a artist, you know what I mean? Like when you want to deal with subject matter, like that may be uncomfortable with people, how do you approach it? You know, and then during this cancel culture. Now we just gonna we just gonna delete the movie and ignore it and cancel our scripts on Netflix and don't do shit about the actual problem. You know what I mean? So I just wanna, you know, preface it out like that and get y'all uh take on it. Yo, Lisa, what's up, Brandon McThor? What's going on with you, Terry Sanders family? So, I um, I can understand the movie. I I can see what the lady was trying to portray in the movie. And as you said, it, this is a real subject. This is a real thing. Kids are getting molested. Kids are being sexualized and reduced to sex at an early age. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't think that this could that that is the type of behavior that comes with being introduced. So, I think that people have this they always want to ignore what needs to be fixed because it hurts too much. And instead of reaching out and trying to fix it, they just like, okay, we ain't got time for this. This is such a horrible thing. This is such a horrible issue. It's like people don't, they don't, they can't deal with real. Mm-hmm. When people start spitting real, start doing, start showing what is real, people's feelings get hurt. And yeah, this is ugly. This is nasty. But as you said, this is real. And I don't see the movie as explore as um, exploiting these girls to sexualize them. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie as a young girl going through life trying to find herself with prayer pressure and her religion that's mm-hmm. how i took it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and that's what it was she ran into them girls and she fell into that but you gotta finish watching the movie and you see at the end it appears that she found herself mm-hmm. so that's how i took the movie and people people just they don't they can't look past What's in between? 
They can't read in between the lines. I mean, I think I think it's like what you said real quick, Rich. I was, Veronica Thornton just knocked the ball out the park real quick. I wonder, but it's like when you said uh, we was talking about earlier. I don't know if people even tap into what's really real. Like I'm, I'm not gonna comment on something I don't know. Like if I. You know, watch the movie. I mean, if you're gonna speak on it, watch the movie at least. I'm not saying I'm not promoting the movie, but if you're gonna comment on it, if you're gonna make a comment on it or say anything to it, you at least gotta look at it and see what they're saying. And let me, I gotta read this uh comment Veronica Thornton just said. So she had to sexualize the children to show the sexualization of children, and people have to face their own feelings while watching it. I think it hits too close for home for some. Bam. I mean, because that's why, because, you know, and and that's what you're watching is you're watching the movie and they got and the cameraman is all and, you know, they doing all the dances and and you like, man, this it it is uncomfortable. But like, you know, for like she said, like you have to confront your own feelings. If this shit is turning you on, bro. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then, you know what I'm saying? There's a a, that's there lies the problem. Dick Dodge. Hey, you know, um. As far as the reactions go for people who haven't watched it, once again, this is somebody who's reading the headlines or see a picture and think they understand. You know, have you ever shared an article and it has a picture on something and then people jump to conclusions about what it is? Um, I believe some of that is part of the controversy with this movie. And some people are probably refusing to watch it just because the trailer is pretty gratuitous. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. I did watch the movie from beginning to end. I had my daughters watch it as well, and we had a discussion over it. And, you know, I felt one way, they felt another. They're probably more what you guys are thinking. They got what the director was trying to do, and they understood it. And it was showing the sexualization or the exposure to sexualization and the way a child would express themselves. What this was was a coming-of-age story. A lot of times when we get coming-of-age stories, it's told from the male point of view. Yeah, You got the movie The Wood. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scene in there where he touches a girl butt. You know that type of thing. You you have uh, Stand by Me, uh, uh, what's what's uh, Sixteen Candles? You got you got you have all these stories that surround uh, Money Can't Buy Me Love. That's around a young male's point of view. You know, then you have a movie like Thirteen that came out a few years ago that was much more grittier. Mm-hmm. Now, I I will say this: this is what I was telling D. Camera angles to me, were just freaking, just disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. They over- I think, I think, I think they could I think they could have got the same point message with, the, you know what I'm saying, the further back camera angles. I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. Further back camera It was, if you watch it, like Derek said, you will be uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, then maybe you, you were that demographic everybody <laughs> worried about. Yeah. But in reading what the director was trying to accomplish, I think she accomplished it very well. Now, I think some things are lost in translation. You have to remember, almost all of the girls involved, and this is the funny thing, were not French. They were mostly all immigrants. You know, one was Latino. One was from Senegal. One was from another part of Africa. Mm -hmm. One was almost purely white. And then one, I think, was from France. Mm -hmm. So... It was dealing with more than just someone growing up. I'm growing up. I'm different. I'm trying to be in this melting pot and have part of this particular culture. Um, 
And like Derek said, her mom was going through certain things. Her dad was absent for most of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his mom and dad were married. I'm not going to give too much away. You know, spoiler alert if we're saying too much, by the way. If you haven't seen the movie and you, you're scared, we're going to give some spoilers. You know, close your ears or, you know, <laughs> eat, eat a banana right while we're talking about this right now. But the camera angles were too gratuitous. I think that you could have got a ba- better. I, it, to me, it was overdone. It was overdone. Mm-hmm. And I understand why people might have a problem with it. I do. Because I'm sitting there like, nah, nah, son. Even even, even in the first scene where they're in a laundromat area of their apartment building. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Show it. Then I, I watch shows and they have the camera up in the top half of the body now. Uh, I watch a, a show called The Boys, which is a lot of gratuitous violence and, and, and cussing. But they make sure not to show real sex scenes. You know what's going on. It's more funny. They make everything funny about mm-hmm. it. Or it's cut up from, from the top. They do a better job of not showing. But I don't think that was the... I think the point was to make people uncomfortable. Well, I think that was... I, you know what I mean? Mission to comedy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I Mission think Because that's how... Because as I was watching, it, 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 was, it, it felt like... You know how... The, the the roots made a video it was called what they do years ago, mm-hmm. and basically it was a it was a uh, it was a, a, a spinoff of like all the rap, it was a spoof of all the gratuitous rap videos that were being made, and they basically they, they did all the genres and they and they overdid it What's because up, it's a, it's like a spoof almost, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think I, this you know everybody watches a piece of art, piece of movement, you get interpretation. It seemed like they were doing that in purpose, on purpose, almost in a spoof way to overdo it, to make you feel uncomfortable, to show you, you know what I mean? This is, uh, uh w- this is what they doing. This is, I mean, this is what they doing. You know what I mean? And it's like okay, like you know, at, at, they keep showing you these camera angles, and that's why it made me feel like okay, they're trying. This is the this is the goal is to yeah. make you feel like oh, shit, I think she, I this think is horrible. She had to make you feel as uncomfortable as it is in order for the point to get across, in order for you to understand that this is a serious subject. You know, but sometimes you, you gotta yeah. push the envelope in order for. A point they get across. Right. Okay. So, so I mean, it's definitely okay, too so, much. Now, now I got to take it back, and I'm gonna read these comments. We yeah. talk about Cuties, the movie that's on Netflix. People tripping on. What was the point she was trying to get across? That this is a real thing, and I don't think nobody was, nobody knows, or nobody's paying attention, or nobody is calling it out to light. So I think that she felt as if she had to call it out to light. And she had to make it as uncomfortable as it is. I got you. And there was a scene. That kids are being sexualized. sexualized. And it's not just in America. It's all over the world. Well, see, I don't... I I think... If she was trying to say kids are growing up too fast, then she overdid it. Flat out. Flat out. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm one of those... I was gonna say I'm a boycott Netflix. I, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't recommend this movie if you weren't. You right. know. I don't think uh, it was. I don't think it was necessary. Kids are growing up too fast. I think it's that. I mean, yeah, but kids are seeing sex, 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 and they're taking that on, and they're not being themselves. No, they're I agree being, with that. They're being what they're seeing on TV or what they're seeing in society, mm-hmm. which is sex instead of being a child. 
and growing as a child, you're going to be. Now that yeah. she got across. And then again, too. Now that she got across. And, and again, too, man. Not. And I don't want to short sell the movie either because there were a lot different, more different layers to the movie than just that aspect yeah. of it. Okay, they they had their little dance scenes where you know at the end and toward the middle, whatever. But there was a lot other levels to the movie, a lot of other things that she was dealing with, as you said. Yeah. It was a coming to age story. Yeah. She was dealing with, you know what I mean? The 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 religious the religious oppressive environment of her growing up. You know, it was a strict Muslim family. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she was hot. She, you know how little girls had they they had they little mm-hmm. change of clothes and they bag and they mm-hmm. wear what they mama tell them yeah. to wear out yeah. and then get out there and she changed she her clothes. Yeah. Like she was trying to find herself. And and so it's it's a lot of different layers. It's, it's just not that just that part of it. Like it wasn't just no, you know, sex sex fest all the way from yeah. beginning to and end. And as I thought about it, as I thought back as a kid, I knew kids that was growing up when we were that age that were doing those things that the girls were doing. We and was they, doing it. And they were having sex. So we it's not it. it's not something that she just sat down and just thought of in just her perverse mind. Gotcha. Like you said, this is a real subject. And if it was going on when I was a child, ain't nothing changed. Times just got worse. And keep in mind, no spoiler, but there wasn't any sex in the movie. So no. I will right. give her credit for that. Yeah. And when there could have been uh, an issue there, it was a a scene in which it was good to see a brother take a high road, a high road on something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like little girl move. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. it, it wasn't like right. Thor right. got to the right. dogs. Right. So I appreciated that. Um, Veronica Thor said, if you're not turned on by children, is it is easier to look at it through an objective lens. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said, we're talking about Cuties the movie on Netflix. Because of what I heard, I just didn't watch it. Not because I might get turned on, but just would have been appalled. Bro, I, I would still say, watch it. Watch it. I, I said I, mean, I would recommend it, but watch it. Then make your decision. I mean, and even even still, if whether you watch the movie, whether you don't watch the movie, whether you agree with the movie or don't, regardless, let's not miss the fucking issue here. You know what I'm saying? The sex was... The point that she... she it was definitely a point to it, okay? It wasn't just... A gratuitous, a uh, uh, pedophile, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Video, right. you know what I mean? They it were was, mimicking music videos. Yeah, is what they were doing. Yeah, they were, mim- yeah. they were really mimicking music videos. So, so it's an indictment on and entertainment. Kinda, yeah, really exactly. Serious. And it kind of goes to what's up, Lily? When people, when these artists like Carly B says things Ooh. like, "I'm not your kids' role model. I, I can't. I shouldn't be your kids' your kids' role model," which is true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to understand that you have this spotlight and Mm -hmm. kids are influenced by what you do. Kids are influenced by what this person does. There are people that are influenced by what Michelle Obama does. Mm -hmm. But we but the discussion isn't her. The discussion is the sexualization. So it's really Mm -hmm. these artists, you can't be mad at them for wanting to express themselves. But they have to own their responsibility yeah. as well. We mm-hmm. talked about, you know, the whole WAP video and everything. And none of us, you know, we, we all said it must do about nothing. But, you know, everybody, I don't know if it was a true quote, but it was like Cardi B had said, you know, she didn't want, she didn't want her daughter listening to it. She didn't want her daughter listen mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And she went, she shouldn't. She, made, she didn't make it for kids. Yeah. At the same time, we saw everything when we was coming up, and we didn't have nowhere near the technology and, 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 and we had to sneak reach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like now, 
it's out there. Like if you put it out there, you can't say you you have to accept the responsibility for the message that you're putting out in the world. I'm not gonna criticize nobody for what they do. Hey, if you can look in the mirror, but own your shit when you mm-hmm. when you and, and you and that's what one of the things that point out about this movie. Like when you seeing these little girls enamored by by this shit. Like yeah. they thinking Looking this is what they, mm-hmm. they thinking this is what the world wants from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a yes, powerful sir. influence, man. We Especially cannot for a child. We cannot an adult yeah. can't even handle it. So how do you think a child uh-huh. is gonna be able to handle it? And also who really we also need to put blame not just on the entertainment, but the people who's putting the bullshit out there who's letting these things get out. You know, we all know the reasons and all that. That's a whole nother show. But we can't just put the blame on the entertainers. We have to put the blame also on the people who's allowing this to come out. So, I mean, we do have to monitor our kids and keep an eye on our kids, but we can't be everywhere and and watch everything. (laughs) And I can watch what my kids do, but I can't watch what the neighbor's Mm -hmm. kids do. Mm -hmm. So, the neighbor's kids can watch Carly B., they go to the same school. And they're going to be looking at the phone, yeah. look at here. Yeah. You have to assume that your kids have seen it all. You're going to want to be up with the trend. Yeah. Everybody rapping, right. rapping. You don't know what it is. But if you're talking to your daughter, you're talking to your son about the stuff, you know what I mean? Like Not pretending like they're not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Talking about it, you know what I mean? Like, And, and I, I, like, I give an example. Like, I remember me and my son was having a conversation, and, you know, he had, a coach or somebody at a school that gave him advice as to, you know, what we, what we was told when we was young. Oh, when you're young, man, run through as many as you can, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and he gave me, and, you know, he was he was telling me, like, he thought I was going to agree with it. I was like, no, nah, that's that's that, that's not that's not true. You're just as valuable as a woman is. Like, you know, you don't want to have all them bodies on you like that. You just don't. You know what I mean? I didn't know that growing You know, I didn't realize the consequences, repercussions, all the things that come along with it, especially this day and age. You feel me? Read some of these. Uh, hey, Veronica Thornton said, uh, but would people still be talking about it if it wasn't as controversial as it is? And that's a great point. Patrick Bubboy Cole went on to say, no thanks. I'm aware of the problem of sexualization of children. Veronica Thornton went on to say, now, what if that's why they are trying to get the boycott, an inadvertent exposure of the entertainment mm-hmm. industry? Ooh. Well, you, you know, this woman yeah. actually got death threats, man. You know what I mean? Y'all want so, so quick to want to shoot the messenger, but don't want to do shit about the message. You know what I mean? You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and Lisa, Lisa, the little lady of the house. Please keep the comments coming man like and share you know what I'm saying we love hearing from you shout out to everybody that's checking us out we're gonna slide on to the next uh, topic Miss Lisa Lisa yes so I want to discuss this um, this law that Tennessee has adopted where they're stripping away the rights the voting rights of protesters so apparently if you are caught sleeping on the lawn and camping out on the state property, um, they can charge you with a Class E felony, which is punishable up to six years. This is it for homeless people too? I don't, I didn't see I that. They, they, just right said, they just said protesters. I think, a protesters, okay. Yeah, I think okay. I have to have an address to mm. vote. So I don't know. And um, also, they're going to take it down if you're going to be... Um, rioting and doing all that craziness, then they're going to arrest you 
And if you destroy property, they're going to fine you. And I think that this could be a, a good law, you know, but the attention, I just don't trust the attention <laughs> of these people when they set these laws out because I've seen where. You talk about rioters, but not protesters. Yeah, but they said protesters. The article is using the term protesters. And I'm t- and, uh, I'm feeling like they're, the headlines say protesters, but as you're reading it, they're throwing the words rioters in there. So they're putting the words mm-hmm. together. So now people are going to be looking at protesters and rioters in the same light. And I feel a lot of times that they give these protesters that are being peaceful and they turn them into making them look like they're being, you know what I'm saying, unpeaceful. So there, now you're going to have all these people who are going to be being being arrested and now their rights are going to be taken away and now they can't vote. Now, while I'm not the biggest fan of voting, but I, like you say, I do understand why we need to vote. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So if people want to vote, people are going to vote. But now they're doing every little thing they can to suppress people's voice, to suppress their First Amendment. I mean, if you're not causing any damage, isn't that your right? Isn't that your First Amendment right? If you're not causing any trouble and you're being peaceful and all that. All that. So I just find this another way to suppress people's votes. And they're going to find reasons to arrest people. They're going to find reasons and extras. And I'm like, you know, they're doing all they can to punish protesters, but they're not do- putting that same energy into punishing the reason why these people are protesting, Ooh, which, which are, I mean, which is police killings and all this systematic racism. So, you know what I'm saying? They keep doing whatever they can to deflect from the real issue. And the and putting the protesters, they villain, they uh, making them the villains, just like they do when they kill somebody, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, oh, this person had drugs when they were sixteen. <laughs> they were arrested for jaywalking, and <laughs> they had weed in their system, and you know. So I just think that this is something that we need to pay attention to because if they've already done this in Tennessee, it's not going to be. You know what I'm saying? Too much longer before this starts to become a thing. And I think we need to pay attention to this. I digress. I'll share the link. And uh, inside the chat, y'all, uh, talking about this, this from a, a uh, August 22nd article. But just hopping in it, I mean, I, I think it's a travesty that, um, you know, this is being done. It, it makes it very easy for police to go out and arrest protesters. Mm-hmm. Based on what I just read, I guess... Uh, I saw it happen to Tamika Mallory. Um, I want to say who else was one of my son, General, a few other of the uh, young up and coming activists. Um, I believe Portia uh, from Real Housewives of Atlanta was with them. Mm-hmm. This is when they were in Louisville, Kentucky, and they were uh, sitting at the uh, at the at the house of a uh, particular politician to try to get him to to force a uh, hand and bring. Uh, charges against uh, Breonna Taylor's killer. So, with that being said, looking at Tennessee's law, these protesters, Tamika Mallory and, and the uh, aforementioned people that I mentioned, they 
were arrested and they were about to be charged felonies. Although they didn't, they damaged nothing. Mm-hmm. They damaged nothing. They tore up nothing. They robbed nothing. They looted nothing. They were just arrested. Let's let's wind the clock back. A few months earlier, there was a militia group that did the same thing, hanging hanging the uh, politicians uh, facing body and effigy on a property with guns. None of them were arrested or charged with a felony. Mm-hmm. So that juxtaposed to that shows you what the real intent of this is. Exactly. It's to disenfranchise those who are not following status quo. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to vote for me, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to arrest you and take your voting rights away. And then I'm going to charge you a felony. It's going to cost you money. So now I can't use my First Amendment rights because if I, if I use my voice, I'm arrested. Mm-hmm. This right here is the start of a monarchy. This, yeah. this this is what a oligarchy looks like from one in the White House was going on with all the rich and powerful controlling everything. It's already the top 1% control 95% of the resources in this country. And it's getting worse and worse, and the gap is getting worse and worse. So voting alone is not going to change that. You know, you have to have a mindset that's much more than voting. But I am a proponent for go out there and exercise your right because you not doing it is helping the people who are suppressing you. This is helping the people who are making these laws. This is how that governor got into that place. Your ambivalence is going to lead to you being locked up again. Do not believe they will not bring slavery back. Keep playing. Keep saying this is a rigged system. They showing you how much they rigging it. Why do you think what's happening now? Uh, we just lost Ruth, uh, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you know, rest in peace. And a few years back, when President Obama was leaving office. And he nominated, um, can't think of his name right now. It'll come to me. It's going to come to me right after right after we stop this. Uh, but he did his nomination. And Lindsey Graham went on to say, mark my words, whether it's Republican or a Democratic president, I feel that a leaving president should not select a judge to the highest court of the land. And you can mark my words and I'll follow this no matter who's in the office. Now, what's happening? And what are they doing? They're trying to hurry up and rush somebody in that has their same thought process. It's 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 a chess game that we play, and you we allowing our emotions not we allowing our emotions to feel indignant and say, oh, this this and that. That's what they want you to feel like you don't matter, you don't have a voice. You do. I'm saying we're not using it right. In mass, we're not using it right. But you got to get these people out of here, or you're gonna get these laws more and more. Eventually. They're going to go back to literacy laws because they had laws to where you had to take a test in order to vote. And they gave this test to white people, too, but they were failing in mass as well. Mm-hmm. But they were OK with it as long as you weren't voting. Yep. So what the elite has done is they're making it a war against black and white. And then you have these politicians who are just falling in line and doing what the elite want them to do. So a, a law like this to take away your voting rights for exercising your first amendment rights and have your freedoms taken away by people who say they love the Constitution, to me, shows the hypocrisy of this country. Yep. Damn. I'm done. Veronica Thornton just said, it also puts you on a federal watch list. Well, uh, I, I don't, I think this is more about, I don't think this is as much about stopping people from voting as it is about a deterrent against protest. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's a way to try to deter protesters. They know 
you know, if you if you you see these protests, you know, there are people out there registering people to vote at the protests. The, the you know, they're not just out there standing there; they're out there telling people to vote. They're also trying to get people to vote at all these protests. They're all there are people out there that's registering people to vote. There's people out there encouraging people to vote. So these are the type of people that are protesting. These ain't just yeah, you got thugs out here trying to. The loop, but the, the majority of people who are going to get out of their house, get up off their butt, go downtown, go down to the thing. These are people who are citizens who are concerned about what's going on. They stand out there, and 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 regardless or not, shit is getting done. You know what I mean? Things have moved somewhat. We were just watching the 16 shots with Laquan McDonald, where you know th- that police officer was like one of the first to to even get indicted. Yeah, he only got six and a half years, but. They were, they were able to put enough pressure, you know, with everything that's going on. Like, no, nah, these cats are at least starting to get trial. Like, they weren't even going to trial before. Like, the civil's just getting thrown out. Vacation. You know what I mean? So, I think it's more of a deterrent to get people to think twice. Like, you know, you can't go down there and say, oh, we change, we want to change things, we want to change things, especially if you believe and vote is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And when they tell you, well, if you come down here and protest, you're not going to be able to vote. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I think it's more or less to get people, it's deter people from protesting more or less than it is not to get people to vote. But we know, I, I guess they could kill two birds with one stone. You know what I mean? Either way. So. It looks like George Orwell's writings have come to life. It's like fair, it was, I don't know who the author is of Fahrenheit 451, but. You know, it's just this stuff is just it's, yeah. it's just it's real, man. Well, you, it's, well, it's, you it's, saw yeah. how you saw how nine eleven allowed the government to pass so many different Patriot laws. Act and all this yeah, other stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you seeing the same? You seeing a lot of that happen with this virus as well as with you know what I mean with with these the the uh, protests and the police coming. It's given is is giving them leeway to make an excuse to pass certain laws when all they really want. It's to take our liberties away, That's regardless. It. It, it don't it, it don't matter what it is. Like, you know, they, they just don't want us to to have nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like when they say, you know, what people, you know, when you, your ancestors died for your right to vote. They well, they died because they was black. They died. They couldn't do shit. They couldn't vote. They couldn't eat. They mm-hmm. couldn't do nothing. You know what I mean? It, it didn't matter. They don't want you to have anything. Like whatever it is, they don't want you to own nothing. They don't want you to have nothing. They don't want you to be nothing. They want to keep it all to themselves. Man, when the Great Migration, I, look, I, I just I want to give a history. I'm a chill man. Go ahead, break it down. Oh, break it down. I'm good. I'm good. Bottom line is, y'all, if you don't get off your ass and vote, I don't want to hear your mouth. That's it. Bottom line. So you you ain't you ain't doing nothing. To, you you letting these people sit in there? It's your fault. That's how I feel. And I don't want to go on one of those tirades where I have to go back and write an apology thing. But that's how I feel. If you if you're not doing something about it, exercising the simplest thing you can do. This stuff will continue to happen. You gotta get this fool out of office. Get Mitch McConnell well, see, out of office. But see, then again, man, you know, you people say that, and I hear you say that. But these things have been happening regardless of who's in office. Regardless of who's you in know office. What I mean? but I, but so I think, it's like I think that we've had the time. Finish your thought. I don't mean no, to no. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, well, if you vote, these things will change. Now, I anybody know? I I'm on the fence about voting. I vote. But I'm not sitting here convinced that it does any good. I vote for the betterment of who, of the community. So if, if if y'all say vote, I'll vote, even though I don't necessarily believe in the process. 
You know what I mean? Because when you say, well, let's get these dudes out of it. Well, you know, since Barack Obama, we had a black president. We had more police shootings during his tenure than, than anything. You know what I mean? Like, what did it, what did it, what did it change? What did it do? Before him, you know, the Clintons, you know, had the prison. I mean, it's like, it's been fucked no matter who we had. Like I'm saying, so we okay. We'll vote. We'll we'll vote this guy out. Let's vote this guy in, and it's the same shit. Okay, let's vote this guy out and vote this guy in. It's the same shit until we empower our communities, man. It, you know, we can vote. We can put like it, it's. I I will agree. It's better to have the asshole we want in there than the asshole that they want in there. I I get that. So if you telling me this the asshole we want in there, okay, let's put this asshole here. But they can't only do so much. You know what I mean? We, the community, have to take control of what it is. It, it, we can't, it, we can't wait for somebody to come and save us, man. That whole political politician, this that superhero thing. Like, okay, they gonna save us. This is the one. I was just, we was, well, I was just watching, uh, the, you know, when it was doing a, oh, the the sixteen shot documentary, mm-hmm. and they were going into the uh, election of the mayor, uh, the mayor that year. And you know, and I, I'm just sitting there watching, like everybody is just. You know, all all now we go. This is our guy. This is our guy. They hold up sides. This is the guy. This is the guy. And he, and it's like, okay, they get in. Now what? Well, now what? Like the whole superhero mentality. We as a people, whether we vote, whoever we vote in, it's gonna be on us. We have to build the foundation to make whoever's in office cater to our needs. Hey. All I say, you know, how to resolve all them, all them issues. Wow, Home rule, step out, build your own shit. That's the best solution. Cause if you keep voting, we gonna have your issue. But you got a point. But he got a point. But I'll just say, hey, just step out, just build your own. Hey, Veronica Thornton said, keep people fearful. They remain subservient. Keep them hopeful. And they become unstoppable, mm-hmm. and and that and that that's really it in a nutshell. Yeah, it's it is. like um. So once again, since 1954, we've had more black politicians in office than ever, and we all we actually own less. We own less, and and things have gotten worse civilly. So politicians aren't the answer necessarily. It's politics with action. We, we're we still learning things because we're still, for one, they, they keep you so, when I say they, I just mean the power structure, keeps you so ingrained in just trying to put some food on the table and pay bills. I can't worry about this. I got to pay my light bill. I can't worry about this. I got to put mm-hmm. gas in my car. I can't worry about this. I got to get my kids some clothes. I can't worry about this. And they, So they keep you so worried about just living that you don't have time to sit back and say, Oh, this is what's happening. Now, I will digress on this, or I'll take a step back on this, is that you have certain segments of our population that are doing certain things. Like you have you with the home rule, looking for the independence. You have the people who bought the 96 acres Mm -hmm. down in Georgia. These are things that are moving. You got people like the Wall Street Chapter, Ian Dunlap, uh, the, the, the market master. You have EYL, Earn Your Leisure. You got Mark Monroe, who's showing you. You got Ty Capital showing you how to make money in the car inside of the stock market. Then you have people like Mark Flip Houses. Uh, you have people like uh, Hood Estates. You have uh, people like uh, Jay Morrison, who's showing you the real estate side. Then you have people like Reza Islam. You have people like Derek Grace, 
who's showing you how to hustle in between the lines. So we have all these people doing these little different things. Eventually what's going to happen, we'll be able to bring that power together. But we got enough going on that we can work it. We didn't have this going on before because a lot of these things were mystery systems. We were locked out of Wall Street. Back in the day, you had to be able to buy 100 stocks to even, to even own a part of a company. Now you can do micro shares. You know, now we know about options. Now you got people learning about Forex. My daughters are doing Forex, you know. So it's not just working a nine, nine to five and doing that. It's great that you get your money and you get your paper, but we got to remember back to reach back for our people because everybody doesn't have that vision and everybody doesn't have that hope. This stuff can really make you frustrated and angry and mm -hmm. ambivalent and you just want to leave it all alone. You don't even want to touch your TV. You don't even know about this. You might not even know, oh, you can't go to the store. Why? Because you're black and it's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. sound, sound funny right now, but this stuff can become a reality. So we have to delve in those things. But it's not all woe. It's not all bad things. I'm saying right now we do have a broken system. I don't think that Joe Biden's any better than Donald Trump. Let me just get that out there. If if I'm talking about being real, Bernie Sanders, to me, ha had better platform and everything. Uh, but he's not even supported by the Democrats. Once again, the Democrats don't like you, and all they do is want your vote. The Republicans don't want you. If you vote for them, you cool. You one of the good ones. They, it's like they patting you on the head. Hey, how you doing, Herschel Walker? All right, so yeah, we got Brandon McThorne. Yeah. Brandon said, voting in our communities definitely makes uh, a difference. We have the first black and first woman mayor of Maple Heights, and that's due to us voting. Hold on. Mayor Blackwell brought Maple Heights City from economic catastrophe. Hey, shout out. Shout out to the mayor, Mayor Blackwell. Veronica Thornton went on to say, that's why they're so hell-bent on trying to get everyone back to normal and distracted. People have too much time to pay attention and move differently. They don't like that. Say that they want you back in their factories. They want you making yeah, be, money. Before and before we we move on to the social media post of the week, I was just that's a great point, Veronica, because I was I was always having debates with people, and I just want to ask them people like, which is it? Do they want us uh, under martial law, or do they want us doing what we was doing before? I mean, which is it? Which is it? Which one? You know, people was like, oh, this is all to put us under martial law. And I'm like, well, why would they want us under martial law when that would mean we would be able to even more heightened awareness of what the fuck is going on? You're going to lock us in our house and run tanks up the street? You think people at this time? You think this is what they want? Like, which one is it? Like, okay, if they want martial law, but then they, they have everything under control. They want us to go out and spend. They want us to They want us to just go. So which one is it? What is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like... You know, it's like, oh, they want to lock us down. Well, okay, well, do they want to lock us down or do they want us to go back and eat at McDonald's? I mean, which one is it? Because it can't be both. can't be both. So uh, you tapped into the Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont Williams, the first, Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Miss Lisa, the little lady of the house. And we're going to go ahead and post up for the social media post of the week, y'all. Hey, Dick Dashley. Hey, man, we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Um, let me share this real quick with y'all. So, uh, Lisa made me aware of this this week. Um, there was a uh, situation where a baby was uh, kind of thrown out and left abandoned in the building. I'm just going to show you about a minute of this video. Uh, excuse the language. It's a real baby. 
see this whoever you is, bro. You you a low down. Oh, they got blood right here and everything, folks. He left a baby in y'all hallway, bro. I'm tired of the baby down here in my crib, right here by my house. A baby, baby, Jesus, bitch, brand new, folks. I'm a G. There's blood and all type of shit, bro. This a real baby. It's a real baby. They love the baby. I'm trying to make sure it wants to study. All right, let's, let's stop it right around here. So what y'all, what you just witnessed was a uh, situation where a real baby was left. I guess I could leave that in the background. I guess I could have left it playing. Was uh, left out in the cold like that. And uh, it was just crazy. So, you know, the situation is they did eventually call 911. The uh, proper authorities came in. They got the baby. And... Uh, uh, the baby is with Child and Family Services now, and I guess they're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, I would just like people to know, if you're ever in a situation where you have a baby, you're scared to have a baby, you can take the baby to any fire station, mm -hmm. any church, leave the baby there, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. you, you won't be arrested. You won't be uh, asked questions. Um, yeah, you won't be in trouble. You, you won't be in trouble at all. So please, just don't abandon your baby. Even if you're scared, you're pregnant, you have a baby, you go out, you do this. I just want to, I want to give a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. To the people that Shout brought out. this baby and did the right thing. Uh, thank you for, for being grown-ups. Uh, in a situation like that, that's just, it's amazing, it's scary. Um, they, you see, they kept the baby warm, they mm -hmm. wrapped the baby, and uh, they brought that baby to safety. Let's just say, I, I know people go through things. I'm not, we can't judge you. We've never been in your shoes. If you're out there, you're pregnant, you're scared, you have a baby, Please, just don't throw the baby in the trash or abandon the baby. Leave it on the freeway or something like that. Take it to a police station. Take it to a fire station. By law, they don't. They can't ask you any questions. You can leave the baby and walk away. So um, I'd rather you do that than abandon it in an abandoned building or in a dumpster somewhere. And I, I, I wouldn't even like to see that. But we don't know the circumstances, what's going on. Yeah. You know, we don't know this this. Person could have been kidnapped. That baby, they had the baby, and the kidnapper took the baby there. You know, mm. in that case, thank you, kidnapper. You know, but bring mama back. You know, it's definitely a mama that, that that's attached to that baby. So every baby needs love. Every baby needs a chance. And if you can't provide that, it is no shame to give that baby up to somebody. It's somebody out there who will love that baby. And even if the baby locked in the system for life, it's better than being abandoned and dying and not even having a chance at life. So I ain't going to pro prolong my thought process. Lisa, your thoughts? I just wanted to uh, just pay, just bring a little light to this, not only because they did the right thing, you know what I'm saying, got the baby some help or what have you, but it just made me think like, damn, what is this woman going through for her to leave her baby like that? And as a mother, I could not, I couldn't leave my baby. Like when I was pregnant with my son, 
it wasn't a good situation living with my father. You know, I was young, so I was scared. And, mm-hmm. you know, dump my dumb stuff. I'm going to hide it. How you going to hide a pregnancy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm a kid, so. And even at that point, I could not see myself just having my baby in the hallway and then leaving the baby and walking away like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't want to pass judgment on this woman because, like you said, we don't know maybe she was in a situation, maybe she's on drugs, maybe she's, I don't know, but it just made me feel some type of way, like, damn, I want to know this woman's story and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, let this woman know, like, it ain't, you You can come back from that, you know what I'm saying, you, like, you didn't have to do that. I'm mm-hmm. sure if you was on drugs, you could have got help, it just, it's sad, it just really just broke my heart seeing this this morning, and just to think that this baby is just going to grow up and not know nothing about themselves in the, in the downward spiral that this baby may have because this baby don't know nothing about themselves. You're going to be in the system now. Yeah. yeah. Another baby in the system. And I think it's a black baby. Yeah. And that's just even more disheartening. This baby just seems to they're going to have so many things set up against them. And I just hope the best for this baby and whoever this mother is. You know what, though? People tend, when stuff like this happens and social media is alerted, mm-hmm. it might be somebody in a great position mm-hmm. who might even right. have that baby. Yeah, that baby might fact, have a better life fact. than all of us. Yeah, I hope so. You, know, and I, you, you just never know. Yeah. But with this type of awareness, it'll be somebody out there that'll see this. You know, somebody up, who, who, who can't have children or who wants another child that maybe mm-hmm. didn't want to go through the birthing process and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show that baby love. And that baby will probably never know that this is how they were brought right. to the world till they're much older. Yeah. You know, and I think, not that you want to lie to the baby, but I would I would definitely wait till the baby's all the way around around mm-hmm. Or maybe not, this is one of those times I might not even tell you your origin story. This, no. this might not even be worth telling you that you was abandoned. How would you feel that way? It's just easier to think that I'm your parent then. Right. You know, right. I get I sick know. and I need a kitten mm-hmm. and you find out I, you adopted yeah, this yeah, thing. But I don't so, know, you know, you may want to at least tell the baby, you know, not the baby, but they become old enough. And you might want to tell that, that person, like, look, I'm not your biological mother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, a, it was a crazy story. And if you want me to share it with you, I can share it with you. But just know, no matter what, I love you and you mine. Say you that. know what I'm saying? Say and that. whatever it is, we can work through it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think you should keep. That yeah. you are not yeah, that biological yeah. mother. I got you, from I got them. you, yeah, because then that's another, yeah, that's another blow. Oh, man, I was dropped off in the, <laughs> under the rock, and now you hate me. Uh, and, yeah, you I know. found you in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> and it just really, and, you know, I was just really thinking that this this child, you know, before we had, this, before you guys said that this baby could have a rich family, whatever. I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking, like, this baby's thought process. I, I know a lot of people who feel like this baby could grow up feeling. Yeah, you guys made me feel so much better mm-hmm. about it now that you guys put it like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It don't have to be a bad story. It well, can end up a great ending. Go ahead, D. Well, it ain't too much. What's like on, a, Teresa Mitchell? Yeah, what's on the Staples? It ain't too much I can really add to what y'all said, man. You know, I agree. Eloquently, both of y'all, you know, again, shout out to the people who found the baby, took care of the baby, made sure the baby got safe haven. That's right. You know, we don't talk about, you know, y'all are heroes. You know what I mean? That's big. Like, you would like to think that everybody would have done it, but we don't, you know, 
We know there's a lot of people out yeah. here that maybe may, it might be people who who walk, walk right past, past. Yeah. and then past. that baby could have died of exposure. So, I, you know, I don't want to definitely miss the you know the the y'all are heroes. You know what I mean? And but too like just looking for a different angle, man. I just it just made me think like, you know, as a father and y'all fathers that have that impregnate these women and then Even just leave and just take off. This is basically what you're doing. This is basically what you're doing. You're leaving. The, you're basically taking that baby. Just like what that mother did. You know what I mean? You're taking that baby. You don't know nothing. You're just taking that baby and basically leaving it on a stool yeah. in a hallway. You know what I mean? If you... You know, and I know there's circumstances. There's some guys that don't even know yeah, that they got true. babies out here. Yeah, there are so guys true. that don't even know that they got a woman pregnant. And you know what I mean? But to the ones that do, you know what I mean? You're no different than this woman leaving her baby on, on the stamp. You don't know what's going on with the mom. You don't know what this baby is going through, what they got to deal with, what you're leaving this baby unprotected. You know, it's the same shit to me. The way this woman just, you know, we just dump them on the mom and think like everything is everything. Yeah, now, yeah, basically yeah, what you're, you're doing right. is leaving the baby in the trash. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's the same shit to me. Wow. <laughs> Message. Message. I hope y'all listening. You listening, daddy? You know what I mean? It's the same <laughs> thing, man. It is the same thing. So uh, as you saw in the video that was playing behind us that, uh, you know, the paramedics came checking the baby mm -hmm. out, you know, and I believe I believe the baby was healthy or whatever. I, I don't know the after story. Mm -hmm. I'll try to keep up on updates and update periodically, maybe on the page. People can check that out. But I, I think this baby going to end up having a great life. I hope so. I hope yeah, so. hopefully. And that's and that's one of the things about social media when you and you made a great point, man, that these stories become viral. And and you see people reach out all the time in different all different scenarios yep. from the hurricanes, you mm -hmm. know, when when, yeah. when you know people, you know, these stories become publicized and people can rally and re and reach out and hopefully somebody does reach out to this child and uh and the and, mother and the, too. yeah and the well you know we want, we mother, can find out yeah, who the mother I hope, is if the mother I hope she can get her situation together and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and come back around, you know, because it's not too late for you. Yeah. It's not too late. It's a whole Brenda, count, Brenda, got, <coughs> Brenda got a baby. Yeah, That's the, the first thing brother. I thought about, I thought about when about I saw yep, this video. Yeah. We heard the girls get rid of babies. Right, the all the time. Child, like you made the great point, you know, girl, little girls hiding their pregnancy mm -hmm. from their mommies and stuff. It goes back to the, the you know, the to the cuties. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, you have Funny to... Funny how that works yeah, out. Yeah, right? as a parent, you have to be able to be available to your kid. Yeah. This little girl couldn't talk to her mom because of the uh, religious aspects mm -hmm. of it. You know what I mean? It's little girls... I don't know... We don't know the story, the backdrop, but, you know, the girls that you feel like, I can't tell my mom or yeah. I can't tell my dad about this. Yeah. So you end up going through this whole thing alone. And then, you know, who knows what happens after that? So... Mm -hmm. Again, man. Y'all think we want to thank everybody. We got some more comments before we close it out. No, no. I was just saying, uh, no, Teresa said, hey, family. What's up? Yeah, what's up, y'all? Appreciate the love, man. Everybody tuning in for us. A great show. Appreciate it. Holler back, man. And uh, it, 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 it tell the people your life you love them, man. Tomorrow is not, is not promised to anybody. You know it's all love all day, man. Like the video. Like the, the, the show. Share it. And, uh, watch Party It. The whole nine. Appreciate it, man. All love all day. Peace. What happened to the Stay Royal? I can't turn it off till we stay hear Stay Royal, y'all. All love, baby. <laughs>